IDC Radio. Film Fanatics. From the silver screen to your earphones. With Alan Azulay and Gal Balaban. He's just sort of pushing through magma. Like, it doesn't seem like he's flying fast. It just seems like he's kind of like pushing his way. Like, excuse me, lava, I got to get through here. <laughs> Welcome back to Film Fanatics, where we talk about the movies that have us obsessed, excited, and inspired. I'm Alan. And I'm Gal. Today, we're looking at the oldest and newest superhero film. First, we watched Superman from 1978. Then, we watched Black Widow in theaters and are here to give you our thoughts. That's amazing, Gal. But why don't you start with, our, uh, with this week's movie news? So Marvel has opened their great week with not only a poster and trailer, but a release date for their animated series, What If? It's going to be their first project after Loki and Black Widow. And it's an animated anthology series where every episode is going to be exploring alternate situations from the MCU movies, like What If? Peggy Carter took the serum in Captain America, the first Avenger. It's coming out on August 11. Of everything Marvel is the thing that I'm probably least excited about. But I'm still excited to see particularly Zombie Avengers. That's going to be a fun episode. Yeah, I mean, the trailer seems fun. I don't really watch that many animated shows, but I think this will be an exception because of how creative and outside the box they can get with every episode. Uh, T'Challa is going to be voiced one last time in uh, probably his final role. Chadwick Boseman is going to uh, voice T'Challa for one last time. A Ravager never flies solo. I said never flies solo. Uh, is that some kind of catchphrase? You had me worried for a second. So, uh, our next piece of news, uh, we actually have the first trailer for Disney's Encanto. We watched the trailer, actually, right before we recorded. And I gotta say, it looks really fun. Uh, it has songs uh, by Lin-Manuel Miranda, which, as you know, if you listen to us long enough, we, we veneers are our lord and savior. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be there first weekend. Uh, what do you think about this trailer, Gal? I'm really excited. It looks sweet. And I'm just encouraged by the fact that he's throwing his genius into there. And Stephanie Beatrice is voicing the main character. And like we said, the animation keeps getting better with these Disney movies. Gift or no gift, I am just as special as the rest of my family. Who wants more pink? All right, guys, where do I drop the wagon? Maybe your gift is being in denial. <sighs> Next up, Matthew Vaughn has announced that his new spy film is called Argyle, and the cast is going to be packed. It's got Henry Cavill in the lead role, and he's going to be joined by Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Samuel L. Jackson, Dua Lipa in her first movie role, John Cena, and Catherine O'Hara. Wow, this this sounds amazing. Honestly, like particularly excited to see Henry Cavill back uh, in like a main role. This cast just looks insane. Like, I'm not sure about Dua Lipa here, but everyone else I'm super excited about. Yeah, singers in movies are very hit or miss. I mean, you have Lady Gaga in A Star is Born, but also like Cardi B in The New Fast and Furious. Oh, God. Um, I just threw up in my mouth. Um, but I'm interested. But honestly, you had me at Matthew Vaughn. I love the guy. 
Oh yeah, he's amazing. Like uh I would probably go in uh right away just knowing he was directing it. But with this cast, that's like wow. Also, in some Zack Snyder news, he has picked his next project. He's gonna direct Rebel Moon for Netflix, which has been described as an epic intergalactic intergalactic sci-fi fantasy film. What do you think about that, Gal? Zack Snyder for me is very hit or miss. Uh As you know, I didn't like Army of the Dead as much as you, and I'm a little mixed on some of his superhero films, but he's always bold and he's very out there. I've said that before, and I'm just interested to see, and especially when he has such a big-scale movie, he's going to bring a lot of passion to it like he always does. And I always enjoy high-concept science fiction movies. There's just the Tomorrow War movie with Chris Pratt, which I actually enjoyed quite a bit. And so I'm interested to see another original idea. Yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he does in this genre because he ha- he hasn't tackled like an original sci-fi fantasy film yet. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table in this genre. Yeah, a lot of his films were adaptations, like Watchmen, 300, Superman, obviously. Like I'm, I'm really excited about basically anything he does, but that has come and bit me in the ass before, uh, like <laughs> a couple of times. So I'm cautiously excited. The famous YouTube film reviewer Chris Stuckman is directing his own movie. It's going to be a horror movie called Shelby Oaks, which is inspired by a real story of the missing investigators called the Paranormal Paranoids. That sounds really fun. I've been a subscriber of Chris Stuckman for years now. Oh my god, me too. Um, like, and it's just so good to see him because, like, he always talked about like how his dream was actually to direct movies and not just talk about them, uh, which we can both uh, kind of relate to uh, <laughs> in more than one way. And um, I'm excited to see that he's getting this shot, and um, I'm excited to see what he does with this. I mean, yeah, I've been a follower of his for a while, so I'll be there for this movie. I wish him the best, and this is just a little bit inspiring for aspiring filmmakers like us. Exactly, like uh, this piece of news does give me hope. <laughs> And what's our last news segment for the week, Alan? Okay, speaking, I, I, I talked a little bit earlier about like throwing up in my mouth. This might come up here. Uh, so, Greta Gerwig is, has been tapped to direct the, the Barbie movie, which is going to star Margot Robbie. She's also a producer, if I'm not mistaken. And um, uh, I just really, really, really don't like when two really talented people get involved in clearly bad project. Nobody cares about this property like anymore. Like I have a thousand little cousins and I even work in a kindergarten. No kid is playing with Barbie dolls these days. <laughs> like I can tell you that for sure. And I just hate to see like Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie's talent being squandered in a movie like this. I mean, imagine going from Lady Bird to Little Women to Barbie. I mean... <sighs> Look, I'm a big fan of hers. I'm sure she'll do her best, but this obviously sounds like just a studio wants money off a a name that people know, and they want talents to attract people, and I don't know, man. I don't have much to say on this. I don't know. Like, uh, nothing they could do if this movie is ever going to get How did we get here that we're talking about a Barbie movie? I don't know, man. Should, should we just go into... <laughs> should we just Let's go into just go. Recall? Yeah. You've Thank heard enough you. about Barbies. 
So today on Total Recall, we are going to go way back to the original superhero movie. And of course, that's 1978's Superman the Movie. We're also honoring the late Richard Donner, the director of this movie, who passed away this week. He also directed some classics like Lethal Weapon and The Goonies. That's right. Uh, so there's more significance in, the, in us doing this movie this week. And it also kind of fits in the superhero theme we have going on for this episode because we are reviewing Black Widow next. And for the first time ever on Total Recall, neither of us has watched this movie before. Which is a bit insane because we both love superhero movies and Gal has watched 99% of all movies in existence. So that's, that's, that's a feat right there. Alan's definitely exaggerating, but it feels like I've brought up a lot of movies that you haven't seen before, especially on this segment. But yeah. let's get to Superman. This I, have, is... I have some homework to do. Let's just say that. Definitely. This was my first time watching this movie. I thought overall it was a good movie, but I was watching it through the lens of does it hold up? So I got very nitpicky with the technicalities and stuff. And a lot of the green screen in this movie is just so bad i mean it was like 1978 it was in the 70s yeah as a movie i thought it was good like christopher reeve is really good as superman and marlon brando is jor-el gene hackman as lex luther is really good too and the music by john williams those were the standouts but i think as in terms of the pacing it was a bit slow for me i i gotta agree with you it was a bit slow um i can't counteract any of what you said about the acting christopher reeve is for some people the quintessential Superman. For me, that's not the case. Maybe if I watch his next uh, couple of Superman movies, maybe it'll change my mind. I doubt it. Like, I prefer Henry Cavill's portrayal over more, like, edgy Superman, if that makes sense. But he was good in it. Gene Hackman was a great Lex Luthor. He was so fun to watch. Oh, he's really good. Um, I thought he was great. Yeah, Marlon Brando, for me, was the, was the standout, if we're talking about cast here. Like, he was so good. I mean, yeah, there's high expectations. I've seen Man of Steel before, and so I knew that Jor-El has to be this larger-in-life guy, and Marlon Brando definitely pulls that off. He's always larger-than-life characters, if you've seen Godfather and Apocalypse Now, and yeah, I think it was a great choice. Even with minimal screen time, he definitely makes his presence felt. Uh, Someone that had a little bit of a smaller role that, like, uh, really got to me with his acting was Glenn Ford as uh, Pakent. Or Superman's oh, dad. he was really good in his like two scenes. Yeah, like he, I don't know why, but like he really spoke to me. <laughs> so does it hold up? Like in general, I don't think it does particularly. But the story is good enough that we can recommend this movie. That's my opinion. How about you? In terms of where the superhero genre is today, I wouldn't say it's a it's a must watch. I do think like the story is fun and especially when this movie came out if we were like 70s kids and watched this for the first time we probably would have been blown away but I think also the music by John Williams is up there. I just feel like we've gotten more complex superhero characters and stories since then. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, like I said before he's a bit too square, he's a bit too too much of a stray man. In a way that's not complex enough for like today's audience. I don't feel like I feel like they all the all these characters here are way too far. Oh, he's the good guy, he's the villain. Like, you know what I mean? They don't have the complexity or the death that think, most things have today. Yeah, back then it was enough that he was like a symbol of hope and he's just like a a do-batter, I guess, like the opposite of do-gooder. He's just a villain. A lot of superhero movies you look at, there's just like more change for the heroes throughout other than, oh, I have to do good now. Yeah, for sure. I will say one thing. Compared to Batman who came, that came out like a little bit later, 
I actually enjoyed this more, and I'm a Batman fan. Like I'm, ne- I never was that much of a Superman fan, but I thought that this movie was a little bit more well made than Tim Burton's Batman. And then about the effects in the first scene on Krypton, there is a part where General Zod gets like. He and his team get turned into like a a diamond. Do you remember this? It's, this is from the comics. Like this is not like some crazy shit that like it's nineteen seventies. Like uh, Richard Donner was high or something. Like this is actually from the comics. When they go to the Phantom Zone, that's how it looks. It's like the prison that the Kryptonians put their criminals in. It's basically another reality, but it looks like a piece of like crystal, and they're stuck in it. It's very stupid and very comic booky, and it does not translate well to live action. Yeah, that was very weird. And then the part where Clark is running next to the train—I thought the green screen was so noticeable that oh, I was cringing. And it looked so bad. He was the way he was running. <laughs> and what I learned is, Teenage Superman is played by a different actor, but his dialogue was dubbed over by Christopher Reeve. Really? Which. Which, like, I started noticing this a little later. Like, why does he sound so much like an adult? And then I read that. I did not notice that. Like, I, to be fair, I watched this movie way too early. But uh, I did <laughs> not notice that. That's, that's like, a fun little Easter egg. And then the... This the, is why you have Gal on the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And then the other thing that I thought was a little weird was when he's just sort of pushing through magma. Like, it doesn't seem like he's flying fast. It just seems like he's kind of, like, pushing his way, like, excuse me, lava, I gotta get through here. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotta agree with you. It, it, every special effect in this movie does not hold up. And But again, like we said before, at the time, it was probably mind-blowing. You know, I really didn't like Lex Luthor's girlfriend, assistant, what was it? Oh, um, you mean Eve Tessmacher? She's the, she's his assistant. She's his assistant in the comics as well. Um, he, they have like a weird relationship in the comics. Like it's kind of like, she's not his girlfriend. She's, she's his assistant, but there is like kind of like this weird flirty dynamic there. Okay, but I thought she was terrible. She, oh, she was terrible. Uh, and she kind of abused Superman in one scene, which was very disturbing to watch. Oh, no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Refresh my head here. So he was like almost dead from the kryptonite that uh, Lex Luthor like put around his neck, and uh, I remember that. Like he was he was basically passed out, and she went in for a kiss, and she made out with him while he was like unconscious. Oh, that really does not age well. <laughs> that was terrible to watch. Oh God! <laughs> like really bad, and like um, I think there is not. A better time than that to finish talking about Superman <laughs> on its lowest point. But to be fair, this is re- considered Richard Donner's like quintessential film. Like when people talk about his work, people say that oh, like he basically invented a genre with That's superhero true. films. This one was the most culturally impactful. Even though personally, I would rather rewatch Lethal Weapon. I I got agree with you in that one. And um, uh, rest in peace, Richard Donner. Thank you for all the laughs and all the all all the great films you put in for us. For our final segment, we are reviewing not the first but the last new superhero movie, Black Widow. Before I was an Avenger, I made mistakes and a lot of enemies. So we both saw the movie this week, and I got to tell you personally, like, the experience of seeing an MCU movie 
for the first time in two years was really nice. And also going on my birthday, it was really fun. For me, it was a fitting movie, and I thought the movie was solid. It's definitely not like the best movie that's had this character, but the action was good and the cast was great, especially Florence Pugh. And overall, it was good. Again, it's not like Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Civil War level, but if you want a good superhero movie, I think you'll be satisfied. It's fun that you got to see this on your birthday. I 100%. might ha- I might have a similar situation with Shang-Chi, which might be fun as well. Oh yeah. So I have I think I have a similar like outlook on this movie as you did. I had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, I did a marathon of MCU movies during this pandemic, but watching a, an MCU movie in the big screen, watching that Marvel Studios logo pop up, it just always always makes me feel good that overall i really like it again like you said it's not like a black panther it's not like an end game it's not it's not like a top tier mcu movie but it's a good one like it's especially for now that we're getting back at it it's a great like movie for you to just like go back to to the movies if you haven't so far as well the visuals definitely stand out for me and just the cast and characters most of my flaws of this movie are pretty minor but for the most part i got what i wanted and i thought it was a fun movie i was a little concerned with this movie considering it's taking place in between past films and you kind of have to set your mind back like i think it would have made more sense had this movie come out in 2017 or something but yeah right right after civil war which is where it takes place that would have made more sense yeah because spoiler like you know what happens to her after this movie but it's still like it didn't didn't make me dislike the movie. We should have seen this movie long ago. This movie is way too late. Like don't get don't get me wrong, I'm glad we got it eventually. But this movie is a bit late to the party. Um it's weird to set your mind up for that. You are watching like Black Widow and you're watching this universe where Thanos, Thanos hasn't happened yet. Um where, like, Iron Man's still alive, where we have a different Captain America. And we're also <laughs> post-Falcon and Winter Soldier, where they're dealing with the effects of the snap, and now there's there hasn't been a snap yet. Yeah, like, we even got a movie that dealt with the effects of the snap already. Spider-Man Far From Home. There's like, only so much they could have done with exactly. it. Exactly. And I um, think they utilized yeah. that well enough. Yeah. We have unfinished business. Back to where it all started. Lucky us. One thing's for sure. It's gonna be a hell of a reunion. So this movie was actually directed by uh, Kate Shortland. She was more of an indie director before this, which was the case with most Marvel directors. A lot of them. She did a good job. She did a great job in the action here. Like, if I'm being honest, it is very differently directed like you said it did pop out like um the action like i felt it had better action than most mcu movies if i'm being honest like a different style of it yeah it's less out there sci-fi and more something like atomic blonde where it focuses exactly i was gonna bring up like john wick but like that's also like a good comparison and um so yeah so she did a good job directing i'm not sure about the story the story was okay and that really boggles me because it was written by Jack Schaefer and she wrote WandaVision. And WandaVision had a really great out there, like, out-of-the-box story. For me, that was a bit of the shortcoming of this movie. But let's talk about the best part of this movie, which was the cast. Like, for sure. 
right? Am I wrong here? Florence Pugh was the highlight for me, personally. Right? She was amazing. We can't really spend too long on casting in the MCU because we already know how perfect it is. Yeah, Kevin Feige, like, he does not miscast. It's amazing. Like, you can maybe point to one or two mistakes he made in, like, 15 years. Like, a lot of people would say Captain Marvel. I don't agree with that personally. That's... I don't agree with that either. I love her as Captain Marvel. Uh, I love Brie Larson, that role. But, like, he doesn't get it wrong. Like, David Harbour as old Russian Captain America, a.k.a. Red Guardian. Amazing. David Harbour was really good. Or, according to my dad, the actor from Stranger Things. Yeah, according to two people that watched it with me, that was the same... Same... <laughs> Still fits. Family. Back together again. You got fat. When we're talking about casts, I think the weakest part is Ray Winstone. Just because the villain here uh, yeah. was very, just like mediocre. I mean, the motivation that Black Widow has to stop him, that was good. Just him, like he's just a dude. And I think when you said the story is the biggest shortcoming, I feel like the themes could use a little more emphasis but overall, it's it's still like characterizes her enough. But like, like I said before, I think there's been better movies in the MCU with Black Widow in it. Winter Soldier comes to mind. I think that might have been her best one. I think Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Endgame were like her best. Yeah. Parts. Oh, End Endgame. She Endgame for me is her best, like acting wise as Black Widow. No, hundred percent. Uh she has a lot of emotion in that one. Um, the villain in this movie is just like okay. A sexist old white guy, and we had he had some millions of those. He had before. some really cheesy lines. Oh my god! Exactly, and uh, so yeah, it was just some guy. The more interesting villain for me in this movie was his like sort of henchman, um, the taskmaster. The taskmaster, exactly. He's good. Like I feel like his action scenes are good. Uh, I love his design. It's so comics accurate, and it's. It's so fun to see, like, this guy with, like, a sword and a shield. And, like, he does, like, the kind of anti-Captain America thing, which we've, we've seen a lot lately, but he does it well. One thing's for sure. I'm done running from my past. Okay, to wrap up our thoughts on Black Widow... Is it worth a trip to the movies now that theaters are coming back and we know the box office is booming again? And considering the main character dies <laughs> yeah, in so another movie that takes place further into this universe. What do you think? Do you think it's worth it? I'd say yes, especially the fact that we haven't seen a Marvel movie in a while and the action is good. The visuals are great. I saw this in 3D, which I haven't done in over a year and so i thought that aspect of it was nice and i always love sitting through the credits and talking about it with my friends or my family and then waiting for the scene and so if you go to a marvel movie for that or if you go to the movies for big action and interesting characters which marvel's always good at i'd recommend it one thing that i wouldn't really blame this movie for but i was kind of feeling is when this when a movie like this has been delayed for so long, I just started feeling weird that I hadn't seen it until then. I was like, shouldn't we be at like Shang-Chi by now? No, I agree with you. It's the same feeling I had in the beginning of Wonder Woman. But I'll tell you one thing. Even though um ScarJo is not going to be our Black Widow anymore, apparently like and like this is her bowing out moment. 
I feel like it's worth a trip to the movies. Like, I feel like even more so now. I feel like maybe if it came out when it did, we might not recommend it as much. I feel like we definitely took the movies for granted back then. And I think it was nice watching a Marvel movie again. But either way, I will go to every MCU movie opening day. Oh, me too. And <laughs> I, I still think it's a good movie. I don't think anything will take that away. Yeah, for sure. Um, j- just keep in mind, it's not one of the greatest MCU movies, but you're going to have a good time. We I promise was satisfied. Go out to the movies. Go to Black Widow. The movies are back. We're excited. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's it. See you next week. See you soon. Have a good week.